Good evening and a really warm welcome to Romford Baptist Church this evening. My name is Ian and I'm one of the pastors here and I'm leading the service and Giddy will be preaching later in the service. Isaiah says these words which form our theme text for the year. You will go out with joy and be led forth with peace. And the mountains and the hills will burst into song before you. And all the fields will clap their hands. Joy, peace and celebration. That's what God calls us to. And our first song, that great old song, you shall go out with joy. Great is the Lord, and most worthy of praise, his greatness no one can fathom. One generation commends your works to another, they tell of your mighty acts, they speak of the glorious splendour of your majesty, and I will meditate on your wonderful works. They tell of the power of your awesome works, and I will proclaim your great deeds. They celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and faithful in all he does. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. My mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. Let every creature praise his holy name forever and ever. Shine, Jesus, shine, fill this land with the Father's glory. We have sung that in a praise, and now we're going to recognise God's blessings continue as we sing, Bless the Lord, O my soul. We hope you've got the notice sheet and you've had a chance to read it and you've planned to join us on the things that are going on at RBC. Tuesday prayer meeting, Wednesday is our um, second session, might be our third session, I can never, I've lost count, of our prayer course, which you are welcome to join us for. If you have young people and children in, the, in your home, just check the youth and uh, children's activities on the notice sheet as well. 
And remember, you can join us for worship on Wednesday at 12.45 for a short Stop the Week service. And then next Sunday, you can join us in person on, at 10.30 and again online at 6. If you're joining us in person, just remember that you need to log in and register for that so that we can make sure we have enough space for all who come to the church. We thank you for those who've been bringing offerings, either through the banks, through the uh, contact on this web page that you're watching this service on, bringing it and dropping it into the offering boxes in the church or using the card machine to make a transfer when you enter the building. Let's give thanks to God for our gifts. Lord, we thank you that you are just such a great God and that you have given us so much. And Lord, we thank you that you are present with us and that you have just poured out your blessings upon us. And Lord, now we bring you our gifts and we pray you will use them for your glory. Lord, that through them people will come to know the love of Jesus through word and action. Amen. Before we have our prayers of intercession, we have another song that's very simply, Is Anything Too Hard? for you. And so we pray together. Gracious God, rejoicing in your blessings, trusting in your loving care for all, we bring to you our prayers for your world. We pray for the created world, for those who rebuild where things have been destroyed, for those who fight hunger, poverty and disease, for those who have power to bring change for the better and to renew hope. In the life of our world, Lord, May your kingdom come, your will be done. We pray for our country, for those in leadership who frame our laws and shape our common life, who keep the peace and administer justice, for those who teach and for those who heal, and for those who serve the community. In the life of our land, Lord, your kingdom come, your will be done. We pray for people in need, for those whom life is a bitter struggle, those whose lives are clouded by death or loss, by pain or disability, by discouragement or fear, by shame or rejection. In the lives of those in need, your kingdom come, O Lord, your will be done. We pray for those in the circle of friendship and love around us, 
children and parents, sisters and brothers, friends and neighbours, and for those especially in our thoughts today. In the life of those we love, your kingdom come, O Lord, your will be done. In the lives of those we love, your kingdom come. And as we pray for that, we now pray for your church. We pray for the church and its stand with the poor, in its love for the outcast and the ashamed, in its service to the sick and the neglected, and in its proclamation of the gospel in this land and in this place. In the life of your church, your kingdom come, O Lord, your will be done. Eternal God, hear these our prayers, the spoken and silent, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be praise and glory for ever and ever. Amen. Our main reading tonight is from Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1, starting to read at verse 1. In my former book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken into heaven. After giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen, after his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave them many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over 40 days and spoke of the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father has promised, which you have heard me speaking about. For John baptised with water... But in a few days you will be baptised with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered round him and asked, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know the dates or times the Father has set by his authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. After our next song, Jiddy's going to bring God's word and preach on what God has laid on his spirit from that text. But before then, we're going to hear the song, Holy Spirit, Living Breath of God. Good evening, everyone. Today being the Pentecostal Sunday, Pentecost Sunday, I have chosen the theme for this message from Acts Chapter 1, Acts chapter 1, and the theme is, but you will receive power. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit 
comes on you. So the theme is, but you will receive power. So what is power? Power is the ability or capacity to do something or act in a particular way. You see the politicians jostling for your vote whenever election is approaching. The reason is they want to get into a position where they can rule, they can influence, they have the authority, and where they can command. Anyone in a position without power is said to be a toothless dog. And you know we can exercise power in different ways. As a husband, you have the power. As a wife, you have the power. As a judge, you have the power. As a teacher, you have the power. As a CEO of an organization, you have the power. And power can be transient. It can corrupt. And as I mentioned earlier, if you are in a position and you do not have the power to act, you are more or less like a toothless dog. It's just like you being a police officer and you don't have the power to challenge or you don't have the power to arrest somebody doing a wrong thing. Jesus Christ, after his resurrection, he made a bold statement to his disciples. And he said in verse 8, which is my theme, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. He said in Acts chapter 1 verse 4, do not leave Jerusalem, wait, wait for the gift which my father has promised you. Jesus never wanted us to be a toothless dog as Christians and therefore he offered, he gave us a promise that yes, the Holy Spirit when you receive it, when it comes upon you, it will give you the power. So what power is it? It is the power to function in your office as a child of God. Is it, the, it is the power to function as a disciple of Christ. The Bible records it. That Peter in Matthew 26, 69 to 75, Matthew 26, 69 to 75, denied Jesus three times because he did not have the inner strength. And following the death of Jesus Christ, Peter went back to his old job as a fisherman. But we remember, when Jesus appointed Peter as a disciple, he changed his name. 
He said, you will no longer be a fisher, but you will be a fisher of man. So, Peter, you will no longer be a fisher of fish, but rather you'll be fishers of men. After Jesus' death, many disciples were scattered and they were afraid. Many of them thought, well, they've come to the end of Jesus' adventure. But Jesus' resurrection brought a renewed hope for them. But again, Jesus has been, they, they now knew that he would be taken away from them. You can imagine the roller coaster. They've been in Jesus' adventure. They've seen all the miracles. They've witnessed everything. And all of a sudden, he was crucified. He died. They were perplexed. And again, Jesus resurrected. No, he brought a a renewed hope. And all of a sudden again, it's getting done on them that this man will be taken away from them. Something that looked more of a disappointment that yes, Jesus will still be taken away from them. Jesus gave them that assurance. You know, they were asking Jesus a question when they were together, shortly before he was taken. Verse 7 says, no, verse 6, one of them asks, are you now going to restore the kingdom to Israel? And Jesus' response was more of a disappointment to them. (coughs) Excuse me. He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority. Excuse me. But again, Jesus quickly brought the assurance. He knew, yes, I may be taken away from you, but I am not going to leave you. Don't be disappointed. I'm still going to be with you. But this time around, the Holy Spirit, which the Father has promised, is going to be with you. And when you receive this Holy Spirit, you will receive the power to function. There will be no disappointment. The power to function as a Christian, the power to function as a child of God was promised. So, if we ask the question, what are the benefits of this power. When Holy Spirit comes upon you, what are you going to gain? When you have the power, what are the functions? I have about 10 different functions of the Holy Spirit here. And you can have something like a note and be taken whether you have these functions happening in your life or not. The first is The Holy Spirit seeks to bring greater glory to the Lord 
through every believer. If we read John 16, verse 14, John 16, verse 14, Jesus said, It will bring glory to me, talking about the Holy Spirit, by taking from what is mine and making it known to you. What does that mean? Holy Spirit takes from what is Jesus's or what is God's and it reveals it to us. Thereby bringing greater glory to the Lord. You read a scripture verse, that same verse, God can God will throw illumination through the Holy Spirit. And you will see the same verse in a different way. With better meaning, in-depth meaning, that will bring some form of assurance to your life. So the question is, does the Holy Spirit in us give God greater glory? Does the Holy Spirit in us illuminate and manifest and clarify all of God's will and blessings for our life? So the first function of the Holy Spirit, the first power it gives is to bring greater glory to, God, to the Lord through every believer's life. The second is again which I will take from Romans 8, verse 26. Romans 8, verse 26. The scripture says, In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. So the Holy Spirit intercedes for believers. When you are dying, that you cannot even pray. When you are faced with challenges of life, that you don't even know how to say in Jesus' name. We praise God. Holy Spirit intercedes for us. In a situation even when your brother, your sister, your husband, your wife may not be able to join you, may not be able to hold your hands in prayers, where they are unable to stand in the gap for you, the Holy Spirit intercedes in ways that words cannot express. Praise the Lord. So you, you can place a greater reliance on the Spirit of God to plead your case to the Heavenly Father for all your needs, for all your goals and aspirations, and also to take care of all your problems. Hallelujah. 
The third one. The Holy Spirit convicts the world of guilt. John 16, 8 to 9. John 16, verses 8 to 9. It says, when he comes, the Spirit will convict the world of guilt in regard to sin and righteousness and judgment. In regard to sin, because men do not believe in me. When something is done wrongly, because you are a child of God, the Holy Spirit convicts you. You know you are not supposed to say what you have said. You know you are not supposed to be where you, you were found. Or to act in a very particular way. The Holy Spirit convicts you. And you know what? For a believer, for, a, for an unbeliever to come to Christ, the Holy Spirit must be at work to convict that person that of a truth you need a help through Christ. Holy Spirit convicts. But it's not judgmental when he convicts. Holy Spirit convicts, but not in a judgmental way. It's done in such a way as to bring you back home. Praise the Lord. The fourth one, again, is in John 16, 13. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. So the Holy Spirit guides believers into truth. I remember Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. The Holy Spirit guides every believer into truth. That is to say, into Jesus Christ. So, when the Holy Spirit guides you into truth, what, does, what happens? He gives you every spiritual wisdom. The spiritual knowledge and understanding of the truth. And what that does is to enable you to bear the fruit in every good work while increasing in the knowledge of God. It enables you. It gives you all spiritual wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of the truth. And when you have this, the result is that you now bear fruit in every good work. And you continue to increase in the knowledge of God. Look at the power Holy Spirit is giving you. The fifth function is what is written in 2 Corinthians 1 4. 2 Corinthians 1, 1 verse 4. Paul wrote, 
who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves have received from God. Holy Spirit comforts us in times of affliction and hardship. Thank God. Thank you, Father. Because you have given us the comfort. When we lose a loved one, you can imagine how demoralizing that is. The Holy Spirit comes in and comforts you. When the vacuum has been left as a result of the taking away of a beloved person, the Holy Spirit comes in and fills the gap. And therefore provides you with encouragement, with affection, with blessings. The sixth function. First Corinthians six eleven. Paul wrote, and that is what some of you were, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. The Holy Spirit cleanses, sanctifies, and justifies us. The Holy Spirit cleanses, sanctifies, and justifies us. So, we were washed from all the penalties of sin. And we have been set apart by the Holy Spirit from the world and from the corrupted influence in the power of sin. And we are now encouraged by the inner peace Holy Spirit gives us to move forward in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. The seven functions is the Holy Spirit refreshes us daily with hope and love. Romans 5, 5. And hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. Look, I imagine daily hope, daily blessings, daily love we have been showered with by the Spirit of God. What a wonderful God that we serve. The eighth function is that the Holy Spirit regenerates. John 3, 3 to 5. It says, I tell you the truth, no one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. How can a man be born when he is old? Surely he cannot enter a second time into his mother's womb to be born. Jesus answered, I tell you the truth. 
No one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water and the spirit. That's what we call the being born again. Water and the spirit of God. And what does that do? It regenerates us. We are regenerated. And that is why the scripture says, if a man be in Christ, he is a new creature. A new creature completely. Because all things have passed away and all things have become new. We are regenerated. That's when we say we become born again. And therefore we become aware of the spirit of God. Hallelujah. The ninth function. The Holy Spirit reminds us of important truths that we forget. John 14, 26. John 14, verse 26. The scripture says, Jesus said, The counselor, the Holy Spirit, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. You might have forgotten the plan. You might have forgotten the dream God has given to you. You might have even forgotten things that you have planned to do with the Holy Spirit. But what does it do? It brings it back to you. Many times I've written exams and I will get into the examination hall and I will try to remember and I will, God, and I will say, Holy Spirit, said you will bring things we have read to our remembrance and lo and behold. So it's not just in spiritual things, in things of life. If we call on the Holy Spirit, it gives us that power to remember, it brings this back. Those things that we might have forgotten, those things that could have slipped off our mind, it brings them back to us. And it helps us in times of difficulties. Number 10. The Holy Spirit helps us to prioritize. Acts 1.8, which is part of the verses read to us this morning. The scripture says, you shall be my witnesses, first in Jerusalem, then Judea, Samaria, and then to the utmost part of the earth. Priority, scale of preference. The way it's going to go. Holy Spirit has a greater wisdom. And it helps us to prioritize. We need it. 
if we need to gain greater wisdom into his priorities for our relationships, personal lifestyle, and ministries. With the Holy Spirit, the chains of fears are broken. With the Holy Spirit, we have the power to cast out demons. You can lay your hands on the sick and they will be healed. You can proclaim the word of God and sinners come to Christ. The Holy Spirit has been the agent of salvation, agent of deliverance, agent of healing, agent of restoration, agent of regeneration. Holy Spirit gives us the strength, the boldness, the comfort, the hope, and peace we need on this journey of faith. Have you ever seen a pilot flying a plane without a compass? A child of God without the Holy Spirit is a toothless dog. No power to function. But we want to thank Jesus for being true to his word, for the promise and offer of the Holy Spirit. Children of God, if you are out there and you think the Holy Spirit is not functioning the way it should function in your life, then you need to retrace it because Holy Spirit can be grieved and Holy Spirit can depart Holy Spirit can be grieved if you continue in sin remember Psalm 51 David cried out Cast me not away from thy presence, O Lord, and take not your Holy Spirit away from me. That was his cry. Because he knew when the Holy Spirit departed Paul, he started well, but it did not end well. Holy Spirit departed from the life of Paul. And what happened? He started now to look for people who can help him to talk to the dead. Holy Spirit can be taken away. He can be grieved when you fall into sin. But David said, restore to me the joy of my salvation. Perhaps you are missing something. You have lost the joy of your salvation because the Holy Spirit has departed. Let's use today, the Pentecost Sunday, to retrace our step and Holy Spirit will be restored 
into your life. If you want power to navigate this journey of life, you need the Holy Spirit. Your wisdom, your brain cannot face the devil. You need a power. And that power comes from the Holy Spirit. Do you need the assurance of your salvation? It comes from the Holy Spirit. Do you need the power to be able to say no to Satan? I resist you, the devil. You need the power of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is the navigator, is the helper. And he gives us as Christians power to be able to move on in the journey of life with Christ. Come to Christ today. You can retrace your step. If you feel or you know within you that the Holy Spirit is no more functioning or it's not functioning the way it should be, you know, with a navigator. The navigator can tell you, take this route and then you override the navigator. Have you been overriding the Holy Spirit when it tells you what you need to do? Compare when you override and you listen to him. What is the result? But you can come back to Christ today and say, God, restore to me the joy of my salvation. Take not your Holy Spirit away from me. If you do want to, if you are making that cry, let us pray together. Our Lord and our God, we want to thank you for the gift of Holy Spirit. Thank you because you did not leave us in that miserable state of disappointment. But you promise us the Spirit. That when we receive it, it will give us the power to march on with you in this journey of life. Thank you, Lord. Wherever we have sinned against you, or we have grieved, and the Holy Spirit has departed, Father, we cry for your mercy. Mercy that triumphs over judgment. Father, we cry for your mercy. Forgive us, O Lord, and restore the joy of our salvation. And for those of us, we are by many times, we override whatsoever the Spirit of God is telling us. Father, we are sorry. We say we will continue to yield more to what the Holy Spirit tells us. And that our life from today onwards 
we begin to bring greater glory to you. Thank you, almighty God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We've heard God's word. We've responded in prayer. We've responded in song. And now may the blessing of God the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit take us from this place to do that which God has called us to do through his word and his presence by his Holy Spirit at this time. God bless you. Amen.